2: and welcome to the Born Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing on this fine Thursday?
1: I'm alright mate. Uh, Thursday's, Thursday now, is it? What's for Why would we be? I mean, I would say you're saying it. Oh, oh, okay, the show comes out on Thursday. We're recording this a little earlier, so I got a little bit confused then uh, because it actually releases Spoiled on Wednesday night for a lot of us. So yeah. you've, you've got a very sort of Eastern-centric idea of things, and I think that's not what people come to abroad in Japan for, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to hear about Japan, mate. Boring. Yeah, oh, okay, man. Man. I'm good, uh, man. I'm on the verge of uh, taking my driving test. Um, which Ooh. is very exciting um roundabouts are absolute shits aren't they <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's from... just so confusing you're just like nobody seems to want to tell you what they're doing um you've just got to guess and but you've got to be confident <laughs> but timid but confident but timid but oh my god i've crashed
0: <laughs> it's exactly
2: awful. yeah I, I completely forgot about roundabouts to be honest we don't have them in japan mm. they haven't been invented no. yet the concept yeah. of going round in circles, or North America for that matter, they don't have them in the US or Canada, right?
1: They, 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 they do have them, but they are frequently very confusing. There was a great aerial <laughs> shot of people trying to navigate them. <clears throat> excuse me, navigate them in uh, Texas. They just installed one. Mm. So people were going right. People were going left round them. Oh <laughs> it god, was so oh dangerous! God. <laughs> it's I've been around the world's
2: worst idea. roundabout and nearly crashed the um, Arc de Triomphe in. Um, Paris, right? The Arc of Triumph. Uh, I've mm. driven around that twice, and it's gone incredibly badly both on both occasions because it's a free for all, right? There's no lanes, there's no plan. You get right. onto the roundabout, and you just sort of go for it. You just go. And you have to... I remember one time right. I was on it for like three minutes, which is a very long time to be going around a giant roundabout, round yeah. the Arc of Triumph over and over, <laughs> nearly being smashed what? into. And my GPS was like, "Turn left at the exit," and there was like ten <laughs> exits, and I missed them all. And then I eventually got off an exit. <laughs> And it hit a dead end. It was just nothing. It was like a wall. All right. And it was like, turn around and go back to the Ark of Triumph (laughs) and die. And I had to do it all over again. And it was rubbish. (laughs) So be careful if you're driving in Paris. Terrible place to drive.
1: Is it, is it, um, gross point blank? Is that where, um, is that the, um, famous chase scene through, uh, the center of Paris? I can't remember. There's one, there's one film no. where it's just that there's just this famous kind of 5am chase scene where they absolutely whip it around there and it looks really exciting, but like there's no markings on the floor. It's just confusing.
2: Yeah. yeah. right. There's like no lanes or anything, but I'd love to see a car mm. chase around the Arc de Triomphe. Wouldn't want to I do it really. again. Mm. Yeah. I had a nice little, uh, it was my birthday a few weeks ago, as you may recall, no. as it was yours no. as well. Uh, and I recently cashed in a voucher to have a massage, uh, and it was one of the weirdest massages I've ever had. I laid down on this like on this bed, and they covered mm. me in towels from my like, head to toe. And I was like, oh, "This is nice." And they got this soothing music on, and then they just drench you in tea. They just come out with tea and just pour it all over the towels. And this is effectively waterboarding, to my mind, because I've got like, <laughs> my head back and I got this like liquid going all over my face, all over my skin. It's like oh, tea no. mixed with cement or sand or something and it's like right. a thick pasty cement and then just, just as I was like this this is awful this is the sort of thing dick cheney would approve uh, they put like rocks hot rocks on my face and i just sort of hot rocks on your face just hot rocks all over my face tea Do and towel touch you they just
1: put tea and and <laughs> rocks on your face What's tea and rocks on my face
2: and that was the massage What's that, about? that was my birthday massage Pete. would you, would you <laughs> no. be interested no i definitely wouldn't it sounds <laughs> horrific it sounds like you've been buried <laughs> Sounds like a kind of death, death trial or something
1: like a, something you do to trial. embalm a body.
2: Oh god, <laughs> it was horrible. And, the, and then and then you sort of go and have a shower. So they they put <laughs> they put the towels and tea over you. It's just really mm. weird feeling that it's liquid being poured over you over the towel. It Feels like <laughs> wrong, you know. In that same feeling when you you're wearing clothes and they get like wet. You like go in a mm. bath or in the sea. And yeah. it was horrible. And then the rocks were there. There was nothing relaxing about it. There was nothing therapeutic mm. about it. Um, but then you sort of go into the shower and you have to shower off all the tea and all the sand, or whatever the hell was mixed <laughs> in with the tea. But I've just been tea, tea leaves, and um, and then yeah. they did give me a nice massage after that. So oh, I like right, cancelled out the what they've done <laughs> to cancel out for the the, the birthday waterboarding. Wait, you're but, looking, uh, res, you're
1: looking resplendent, mate. You're looking chilled out. You're drinking a star. You've moved on to Starbucks from your hardcore boss coffees. I've noticed.
2: I am. I'm drinking so a Starbucks go. right now. Mm. It's very stylish what, they,
1: what did they do? what, what have they um, drawn on your um, what little kanji character have they drawn on the front um, they've drawn absolutely nothing
2: nothing oh what's that oh, underneath wait, oh it's no, 25 You said 25 oh interesting just well, say um, on the side here CB Kohi my, my mm. initials right CB CB Kohi but right. that's because it's cold brew coffee. I did actually for a moment. Oh, I thought, Chris oh, Brod. Chris Brod Brod how did coffee? they not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just cold brew. That's unfortunate. Yeah, just, That's unfortunate. Right. Got a story this week from Mel in Niigata. He says, Dear Chris and Pete, back in the early 90s, I met a guy in Kyoto Station who helped me find the train I was looking for. I guess I was looking lost. And he came up to me and said, can I help you? I was very grateful because I didn't have much Japanese back then. And he was a very handsome guy who smelled nice. He told me he liked <clears throat> English a lot. And there was a study abroad student in his junior high school uh, that he had been in love with. Ooh. I was actually living with someone at the time, but called him after my relationship ended uh, to see if this guy wanted to hang out. However, he blew me off saying it was too tired and too busy. Then the earthquake happened in Corbe, and I opened my house to a woman who needed a place to live. The woman came and although she had lost her house her job and her possessions she was very happy because she'd just met a nice Japanese guy who spoke English really well and was a doctor as well turned out it was the same guy we'd put an, an advertisement in the Kansai the Kansai timeout Magazine um, to see if anyone else had dated him and got 50 phone calls from all kinds of women. Some of them laughed it off, but others were in tears because they thought they were going to be married uh, to him imminently. We, ca- <laughs> we calculated that wow. he was probably dating three or four women at a time and none of the others knew. It's not illegal, but nasty, don't you think? Uh, Mel Inigata. And that is following on from a story we had, was it last week, where there was a guy who mm. got arrested for dating 35 women at once. Um, yeah,
1: he was uh, he was arrested for fraud. I think in the end because he managed to grab I think nine hundred quid's worth of uh, gifts that's and right, stuff. Yeah. But um, I mean, first-hand well, it, experience from Mel. Good on Mel. Good on Mel for um, you know helping out in in Kobe after the, after the earthquake. But like that, this is like fucking, like Dirty John the podcast, isn't it? Just like <laughs> kind of like tracing this man's kind of uh, uh, bad works all over the place. I just it just. I, it, it just seems like a lot of work. It seems like a lot of work uh, and uh, you have to be a bit of a sociopath to uh, to do it. Incredible. 50, 50 phone calls from all kinds of women. Incredible.
2: I mean, I what happened to him. What was his yeah. game? There's, yeah. I mean, it is, is a thing in Japan to have multiple girlfriends. Like, whenever I, when I was a teacher and every teacher, any foreign teacher that's worked <laughs> in Japan will testify to this, but you'll be like, how many girlfriends do you have? Every time the students will ask that and you have to sort right. of be like, oh, I've got, 10 and they'll all clap and go ah, and you're obviously lying because you don't have 10 you haven't even got one yeah for yeah. the most part i did not have one but i lied but i lied anyway because i wanted to look cool and it worked but yeah it's <laughs> kind of like as this this cool thing and um we've talked about it before but cheating and infidelities is pretty mm. rampant uh in japan due to the social structure of things and um, just the way things are done uh and also historically the samurai i, I remember speaking to a friend once a, a japanese friend who was talking about it and he said it's samurai style because the samurai <laughs> used to have like ten, <laughs> 10 girlfriends so it's is it, it's or, is it.
1: it just, or is it style just samurai uh, or is it just a social uh construct that women uh aren't uh can't talk about their bad experiences <laughs> probably that in it samurai style. get away with it samurai style,
2: baby it's true actually yeah like uh I, I know for a fact uh women do cheat a lot in japan as well so it's it's a two-way thing it's more to do with just the stresses of marriage here a lot of marriages aren't overly romantic and people seek that uh off in other ways but that's a story for mm. another day but uh there you go mel thank you for your first-hand experience i wonder oh, what hey. happened to the guy who dated 35 women after his arrest what we'll we'll yeah. happened after that? have to follow that <laughs> up. Um, now, one of the most popular drinks in Japan is, of course, rumne. Um, for those of you who don't know what rumne is, it's it's soda in a glass, in an inconvenient glass bottle. How can you describe mm. it, Pete? This it's iconic it's
1: drink. Um, crappy lemonade, <laughs> uh, sometimes melon-flavoured, sometimes not. How um, dare you? It's a national cuisine. That comes in uh, a bottle that's too small to satisfy any thirst (laughs) um, and with an excruciatingly difficult um, little kind of testicle uh, in the neck of the bottle uh glass testicle <laughs> in the neck of the bottle uh kind of uh, mechanism it's it's, it's infuriating uh, I don't know why they do it um I you know I've bought it on more than one occasion to uh, enchant friends but then I'm sort of I drink it and I'm like why am I doing this I've just, I've got wet hands oh, a bit oh. sticky from the sugar and it's just it's just a nightmare why have we done this <laughs>
2: oh no I mean never mind I was I've never been that big of a fan of it but it is quite refreshing on a on a hot day cuz <laughs> Typically, you'll find these numnair bottles, these soda bottles outside the fronts of kind of shops in like ice-cold buckets, um, and they're typically sold at like festivals. And so I kind of associate it with Japanese festivals. It's kind of nice to have mm. it on a hot day. Uh, but it's big business in Japan. It, it's kind of seen as like the national drink, one of the the national drinks of the country, even though it was invented in the 1800s by a Scottish pharmacist living in Corbett with yeah. Lots of girlfriends. And uh, it, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately for Domnir, this wonderful drink that Pete despises, it is falling out of fashion. Um, there were at its peak two thousand three hundred companies producing Domnir; just thirty-seven yeah. today produce it, and uh, they went. They've gone from one point three million units in twenty nineteen to just eight hundred fifty-five thousand bottles last year. A lot of companies right. are drying up, and uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty steep kind of decline, to be honest. Um, it's not looking good for the future of Numbnair, but apparently the reason Numbnair is kind of dropping so badly is because of COVID-19, because all the festivals, right, have been just been stopped for a, a year now, and this is going to the second year that uh, festivals just aren't happening. And so mm. as a result, Numbnair is kind of drying up and uh, people aren't buying it as much, and that is the typically the place it's, it's sort of consumed. So, yeah, it's a yeah. shame. It's, it'll be a shame to see Numbnair die out, but uh, I guess you wouldn't care, would you? I'm there no, wouldn't care.
1: Pete I, I'm, I mean i am I'm, I'm, i <laughs> i'm very interested in uh in the news piece that you sent over about this um that there's a national ramener um association the the true n r a
2: that's right. That'd yeah, be enjoyable. The, there's an organisation overseeing Rumney. That's how big of a deal it is. But it's it's a sad it's a sad <laughs> it's, story. It, indeed,
1: it, it, is Rumney like a brand, or is it just like the style of bottle? Is it is it kind of like you know? Can yes. you have different brands of 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 the same kind of drink effectively?
2: I think it's just the style of bottle effectively, and it's got to be right, like this sort okay. of very sweet kind of artificial soda. But like <laughs> the genius of Rumney, and I've only featured it in two videos. I featured it many years ago in a video called. Uh, 500 kilometres in three days across Japan with Ryotaro. That was the first time. And mm. then in the Hiroshima video with my good friend Ellen on journey across Japan, I gave it mm. to her just because I wanted to see it explode because you have to sort of hit <laughs> yeah. the top of it to release the sort of uh, the glass ball into mm. the into the bottle and it just exploded everywhere. It was hilarious. <laughs> but That's the only reason I get it, just to humiliate friends and get them covered in cheap soda. Um, but yeah. And also this week... Anti-Olympic petition tops 200,000 signatures in just two days. The Olympics, the zombie Olympics, Mm. is still going ahead. Will not
1: die. Will not
2: die. die. (laughs) The Terminator, uh, the the Olympics are still going on. But now in just two days, 200,000 signatures have been signed um, asking for the event to be cancelled. Even though it's just three months out now on July 23rd. Uh, And 80% of Japanese citizens in polls say that they want the Olympics cancelled or postponed. Um, But there's no indication it will happen because the Japanese government really wants it to happen. Um, In fact, the Olympic torch has been going on uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, There's Mm. been some awkward situations. I I remember hearing, I haven't read it, but somebody told me that um, one of the Olympic torch runners had COVID and was just like running through a town. I don't think they're wearing a mask either. (laughs) They spread it. Um, Oh, bloody (laughs) hell. Holding the torch, spreading the virus. It's not ideal, is it? But um, they're still going ahead. Some say it's because of the television rights and the money they're expecting um, because obviously the the Olympics have cost a lot of money, somewhere in the region of $15 billion and the Mm. TV rights sold from the Olympics will hopefully cancel out some of those costs. But uh, honestly, I don't know what it will take to cancel the Olympics at this point. Is that, is that the music of the Olympics? That was was
1: my, I was just looking at the, uh, the latest updates on the Olympics and some horrible
3: websites, (laughs) crying out loud.
1: Yeah. It's, 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 I, I I mean, it obviously will go ahead. Um, they can easily sort of just, uh, just kind of, um, reduce the amount of people that are going in. But yeah, it's, it's, the the problem is, I said it before, like the, 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 the vaccination program and, and have not hit pace, um when it comes to like infections in Tokyo and Osaka like that, like how bad is it? I mean, compared to everywhere else, I know like they're saying like terrible increases and stuff like that. And they're very worried and they're reducing, um, licensing hours and stuff like that. But like, is it just, is it just truly, this is just what happens, um, when, um, when, when, you know, you don't vaccinate people and and it's just been going on for a very, very long time.
2: Well, the numbers aren't good. I think in Tokyo and Osaka, Osaka has got a thousand cases. Tokyo was around a thousand um, See, which I, highest, mean, that's, I mean, highest since for, January.
1: So it's high for Japan. Yeah, so, so it's high for Japan, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not high at all, is it
2: really? I think that, yeah, I mean, that's not the worry. The worry is that a lot of hospital beds are kind of filled up and a lot mm. of hospitals are now full and they've had to turn away people and people have been dying at home because they haven't been able to mm. get into the hospital. From what I understand, Japan has uh, less um, intensive care beds than uh, than we do in the UK. I'm not sure why right, that okay. is. It seems odd. Given that the population here is very old, but um, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, that's that's been their downfall here. So it's more that that's the right. factor that hospitals are getting full and um, and people are dying as a result. But okay, uh, right. Yeah, I don't know. Still no no interesting or good <clears throat> news on the vaccine front here. We'll see what happens yeah. with the Olympics. We should uh, we should put a bet on will it will it happen or not? <laughs> I think probably happen,
1: but it just it'll just. But they can just do it behind closed doors like they have with the football forever. Yeah, so yeah. there's ways of doing see.
2: it. All I know is mm. if we give all the Olympic kind of athletes uh, participants rum there, then we can flip the <laughs> rum there situation on its head in, a, in an instant. Yes.
1: Yeah. Make it an energy drink. That's what pretty much every um, oh, kind no. of soda supplier or kind of, I, I noticed pepperami pepperami started in, in the UK, which is like a um, to American listeners is like a thicker, sweeter slim gym. It's like a, a thicker, um, sweeter, um, they've started saying that it's like a protein snack rather than oh, a, clever, rather than just a bit of meat meat sausage
2: in a packet <laughs> exactly put some vitamin c in and um yeah. there yeah and it'll be like a health yeah, exactly. drink wouldn't it there you go yeah
1: just to, just to put them in that little section with the little um
2: vita c's and the uh and the, and the liver tonics and stuff the liver put tonics the health drinks the health <laughs> yeah. drinks that aren't really so healthy um <laughs> we'll be back in a moment with the fax machine after this break
3: to the
2: fax machine. What have we got this week, Mr. Dawson, in the fax machine?
1: Oh, we got a message from Carlos Car- Carvajal. Oops. <laughs> Carlos Sorry. Cal. Carvalho. Carvalho. Uh, <laughs> or Carvajal? <laughs> Maybe Carvajal. Carlos Carvajal. Uh, hello, great Pete and Noble Chris. You got, I, it's just Portuguese. I just, I, I panic and I say everything wrong. I'm Absolutely. Carlos, I'm Portuguese-born, Stain's massive resident and professional globe-trotter, working as cabin crew for a very British airline, wink-wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, since my days as a young a Japan enthusiast, one of the things that always fascinated me was the philosophical con- concept of uh, Yamato Damashi, the soul of Japan. The term is sometimes hijacked by its nationalist movements to create the image of the Japanese super race, but in origin, it's a much more broader concept, and it re- refers to the harmony of the actions in, jam- uh, in Japanese society. How everyone lives their lives conscious of their impact on others and the environment around them, creating tranquility. During my travels to Japan, even for, either for work for, or for holiday... I always try to look for examples of uh, Yamato Damashi. Uh, you might find it silly, but I believe the first time I experienced this Japanese soul was during my stay in a Ryokan. Uh, my room had this lovely garden view, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, while having a cuppa, I was hit by this sudden realization. The sound of nature, the perfectly planned garden, the beautiful yet simple room, the delicious roasted tea prepared by the lady of the Ryokan, the perfect uh, omotanas, from all of the staff, how every piece in this puzzle fitted so perfectly. This had to be Yamato Damashi and something that can only be found here in Japan. My question to you guys is, during your travels in Japan, have you ever had a moment such as this when you realize you're experiencing something that can't be found anywhere else, and you actually felt the work of the people behind it to get you to that point? Salutations. Carlos Carvajal. Carvajal. Ah,
3: uh, Cavallo, Cavallo, Cavallo! i don't know. Yeah,
1: I'm
2: sorry, Carlos. I absolutely butchered your name. Uh,
1: if I'm ever flying on a very British airline uh, in the near future, please don't punch me in the face.
2: Right, if he throws your sorry, red mate. eye cocktail over your face when you're asleep <laughs> on, the, on the British Airways hey, flight, British Air,
1: I ordered it. I booked a flight to, uh, to Japan on British Airways, so they owe me. They've, they they, they, refund, they didn't refund me. They've given me a uh, uh, credit. <laughs> So they don't take it out
2: on Carlos, <coughs> poor, poor Carlos. Um, I don't know, that's a really good point. Yamato Damashi, the soul of Japan. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a really nice moment where I've kind of had that. Walking through a Kyoto hmm. garden the other day with Connor. I didn't feel it because Connor was there, but if Connor wasn't there, the garden would have been lovely. Um are <laughs> you know, like, this uh, garden, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I demand that you do the Connor voice for the remainder of the podcast. <laughs> actually, don't. I'll do my ears in. But um, I... Yeah, I mean, staying at, at Niyokan, it all comes together beautifully. Do you know what Omotenashi means? Omotenashi? I don't, actually. know. no. I've heard just means like I don't know what it means. Hospitality or treatment, basically. Right. And they kind of use it a lot in Japan to describe every aspect of the service sector. You know, Omotenashi. You know, this hospitality. Okay. Which, to be fair, is very good. I'm not going <laughs> to joke about it. It is very good. But, um, yeah, you get a... a Basically every new car that I've done in a video where I've gone with your mm. um mm. You, you I always feel that. And actually, there was a on the uh, the video we did last year, Japan's most expensive train, um, the Grand Class on the bullet train, which I think I don't know yeah. if you've rode in it. Have you been on it? I have. He's very you've nice. Free slippers. Matanashi. Free slippers. The soul of Japan. I mean, that's nice. You have got the big chair. You're <laughs> cruising through Japan, two hundred miles an hour beautiful scenery you've got a big sort of chair you can slump in and turn into like a bed the, the the nice kind of staff come through and they give you rice crackers and sake on demand that for me is Yamato Damashi isn't. definitely is <laughs> that's how I feel about it
1: what about you beautiful you just, I mean sounds like, you're like business class travel that's very much
2: your... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't do it that often yeah, uh,
1: I think it's just. I, th- I think it's just kind of like walking. You know, again, I'll sort of the, the, again. I have limited stories because I've not been for a little while. But um, traveling to Kofu, watch a football match and um, sort of walking through a like um, just walking through like a field and like th- it's not field. like well, it's not like it's all sort of like there's no like you know and like if you go into like um, uh, like the countryside in in England, like yeah. Everything's kind of very sort of um separated and there's loads of fences and there's loads of like walls and there's loads of like, it's made very clear that that isn't your land. But I think <laughs> in Japan, there aren't quite so many kind of like dividers from, from, point, from actually, landowner yeah. to landowner. And everything just seems like just more natural and more, even though these are farming, uh like, you know, farmlands, like it doesn't feel that way you can see the mountains in the background it, it just seems yeah. like there's no separation of, of people's plots and stuff and I, I really appreciate that that's
2: a really good point actually i never never thought about that like um we talked in the past about how i'm not a big fan of the way japanese cities look or towns they're very mm. kind of unremarkable there's not much historic architecture there um they all look the same effectively in the countryside. Like I've I've gone to 43 of Japan's 47 prefectures and most towns look the same. Um, but mm. the countryside makes up for it massively because you've got this nice, beautiful flat terrain, the rice fields and whatnot. Uh, and as you say, yeah, there are no fences. I never realised that. Um, and then you've just got these big, huge mountains in the background, these sprawling mountains as far as the eye can see. Um, it's absolutely stunning. So the, the countryside of Japan certainly makes up for some of the, more dreary, underwhelming-looking cities. (laughs) Yamato damashi. We've got one here from Lauren. He says, Hey, guys, my name's Lauren. I'm originally from Australia but moved to Finland when I was 20 and I've been living here for the last six years. I have a question for Chris. As somebody who has moved from one culture to another, do you find you've unintentionally adopted any Japanese mannerisms by virtue of the fact that you're surrounded by Japanese people 24-7? And a question for Pete. How do you cope with the mantle? of being the best-loved host of the Abroad Japan podcast. <laughs> oh, thank you for keeping me entertained. Heavy is the head. Whilst Heavy chopping Heavy is firewoods. the the crown. All the best. <laughs> Lauren from Finland. Go on then, <laughs> Pete. How do you feel? How do you feel?
1: I feel good. Uh, and I'd like to... Uh, I forgot what... Is it tack? Is it tack? Taxomicet, is that is that? Thank you in the those languages up there. No, Finnish is different. Finnish is different, isn't it? I I, yeah, thank you. I mean, look, it's it's been a long journey for me, and uh, look, it's just great to be part of the conversation uh, between me and Chris. And I'm just glad. I I just hope to keep this mantle for as long as possible. And uh, yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) until he's replaced. Point until I'm replaced. Talking
1: until until Connor is available
2: again. i hope not um i uh yeah i mean the thing i always think about is whenever i'm a lot more grateful when people help me out because in japan Mm. whenever you finish your day at work you'll sort of say like thank you for your hard work you won't be like all right bye i'm off to work all right bye i'm off home now dave see ya (laughs) you know the equivalent in the uk would be like thank you for your hard work dave good good job today see you later you know we don't do that oh. in the UK. We, just, we sort of just run out of the office, don't we? Like, i got to go. I've go dinner it now. Bye. And just sort of run <laughs> out. Um, but I'm a lot more aware thankful. of the hard work. Uh, yeah, aware and grateful and thankful when people help me out. And I'll sort of express oh. that a lot more. That's nice. Uh, and sort of that's that's something positive, I guess, because all those years mm. working in a school, leaving the – like, walk and I walk out of the school, I've got to say, I'll it to like, 150 teachers, or something, so you know it got drilled into me pretty well. So, I'd say that, yeah, Yeah. being appreciative for uh, the work of others, so that's that's a good thing. Nice, that's a good thing. That is a good thing, yeah, lovely. I'm a good person. You are a good person.
1: I <laughs> uh, got a message from Mary. Mary! Um, good day, Chris and Pete. Uh, another good day. Um, after being an avid subscriber and listener for a while, I can no longer listen to that podcast theme tune without giving it the love and adoration it truly deserves. <laughs> it's just a bloody good theme tune. Makes me happy every time. I even have a little dance while it's on if I'm in a position to do so, as I just did. Come to think of it, the only theme tune I enjoy more is the Journey Across Japan tune, which is hey. also a dead set banger of a song.
3: <laughs> now,
1: Thank you both for sharing your wit and conversation with the world. The (laughs) podcast and the YouTube videos are always a highlight of my week. My question to you is How do you feel about Japanese music? And for both of you, uh, if you could only listen to one artist band for the rest of your days, who would it be? Mary, Sydney, Australia.
2: I want to cut out the clip of you singing that a minute ago. That cover. And just use that instead of the song (laughs) in the next series (laughs) of Jimmy
3: Costa
2: Town. Oh my God. Mix it up a little bit. I think Japanese music, I'm not overly big on however i do listen to one artist every single day and that is tatsuro yamashita uh, because i I must admit when i'm working if i listen to like a a, an english song english speaking song whatever i'm a bit distracted by the words but when it's a japanese Mm. song i'm able to phase out a lot better and focus on my work it doesn't become a distraction so either i've got to play music with no lyrics or it's got to be somebody singing Japanese. Um, right, and so okay. Tatsuro Yamashita, and he's got this kind of cool chill hop, kind of city pop vibe, this sort of funky jazzy music style. Mm. A lot of people don't like it because it sounds too happy. Um, and it, it's uh, odds of my character in some respects, because it is so happy, but <laughs> I don't know, it's just, just nice. I have my morning coffee. I listen to some Tatsuro Yamashita on YouTube and I get the work, get the job done, get the editing Lovely. done. Yeah. What about you? you
1: um, um, I'll sometimes put um, the radio station J Rock on my internet radio while I'm washing up. J Rock gets oh. me through. Just very kind of derivative, um, sort of punk rock uh, in a you know recorded by Japanese artists, and it's called J Rock. It's just a um, you can get it on pretty much every digital, every um, internet radio, and also just online. J Rock. There's no speaking, there's no DJs, it's just music. (laughs) The power of radio. I still can't believe, Mm. when I was
2: a university student, I had a digital radio in my kitchen and I had it running day and night. Just so whenever we went in the kitchen, there was something to listen to. And Mm. it was absolute radio, it was absolute 80s, uh, which of course you worked for. I was on for a very long time. You weren't. Were you on the? You were on the '80s one. They were. You? I never heard your voice. I wasn't. No. I think my '80s
1: not knowledge is not really. Um. Yeah. Not worthy. Not. It my it extends to the Vice City soundtrack and and, and no further. <laughs> to be quite frank. Whenever I play like a little, like a little pub quiz game or a trivia game with my with, with my partner, she, um, she absolutely bombs at his music. So she's um she's absolutely like whips me at uh, anything kind of '80s trivia related. And she's on absolute '80s, <laughs> so it works.
2: Oh, really? <laughs> it works out. That's cool. <laughs> I uh, yeah, those are the days. Yeah, that's kind of a nice twist of fate there. I thought the radio Ooh. I listened to, so I listened to every day. I ended up working on it with a guy that was on it. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> Try to make trying trick. to make this sound profound, but just sounds shit. Yeah. got one every Tyler. Probably, probably like, should have gone a bit higher than <laughs> that, to be honest, mate. I was so profound. Hello, Chris and <laughs> Pete. My name's Tyler, and I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I love everything about Raw in Japan. Look forward to listening while I stock the shelves at Walmart this summer. I'm joining the United States Navy, and since I scored, very good on my test, I've basically got to pick wherever I want to be stationed uh, and wherever I want to go in Japan. Good Lord. That's, that's amazing. Well done. Um, only one problem, though. There are five different naval bases in Japan, and I don't know which one to choose, and I'd like your help. What do you think is the best place to be in Japan between Okinawa, Sasebo in Nagasaki, uh, Yokosuka, I can never pronounce that, Yokosuka, uh, in the sort of uh, Yokohama area? Kanagawa, also near Yanagawa. Hey, where is Kanagawa? Yeah, it's also the same region. Uh, Misawa in Almori Prefecture. Personally, I'm thinking Sasebo because it shares the port with the Japanese port and I would like to practice my Japanese or Yokosuka because of its proximity to Tokyo. Keep on doing what you're doing, guys. All the best. Tyler. That's a good question. Mm. Any ideas? You, Tyler. where did you get? Congratulations Keep... on, uh, on, on doing very good yeah, on your test. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know. I mean, like, Okinawa's, I suppose, like, their bases are world famous for, you know, it just, it's just an army base. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I have literally no frame of reference for this at all. But would you, uh, Kanagawa, I very much enjoyed. Nice
2: place. Kanagawa. Big I fan get, of that I always, town. Get, I always get mixed up with Kanazawa. Which is around the back, yes, near the giant squid yeah. and not all mm. beef. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see last week's episode for more on that. Uh, I'd go with I'd actually go with Sasebo because I've just got back from Sasebo for the first time ever, ah. and it's a beautiful part of a world. Like, it's a really nice part of Japan. I think mm. y- Yokosuka is good because it's kind of near Tokyo, and I suppose if you want to be near Tokyo, then that's that's the one to go for. But if you want a true authentic experience of the real japan and mm. it's not tokyo it's instantly the real japan Then i would say go to sasebo because I, I thought it was an incredible place you've got fukuoka on your doorstep you've got nagasaki just down the road you've got the most incredible mm. scenery as you'll hopefully see in journey across japan 3 and um and japan's biggest theme park the dutch theme park uh huistenbosch house Tembosch. it's pretty good go there tyler best of luck us though what decision you come to? Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to Brawn Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back to do it over again on Sunday. But for now, guys, have a great week and we'll see you then. Have a good one. Bye bye.
3: This. It was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello?